Sunday, we heard from the prophet John the Baptist out there in the wilderness calling people to repentance. Today, we hear the second part of John's sermon. Now, last week, John was compared to Jacob Marley in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And since I still have a little bit of a cold, Jacob Marley may come back. Let us listen for God's word. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to lift up children to Abraham. Even now, the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What should we do? In reply, he said, Whoever has two coats must share with any who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And what should we do? He said to them, do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John whether he might be the Messiah John answered them all by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, John proclaimed the good news to the people. The word of the Lord. Holy and gracious God, John, the Baptist. Speak to us in whatever voice we need to hear. Speak to us good news. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I spent some time researching snow globes for this sermon, and I found many Christmas snow globes. 
There were lots of snowmen and lots of Santas. There were little churches, quaint little churches, tucked away in evergreen trees. There was a Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, a nativity scene. Hello. I found a company that would make a custom snow globe with your dog in brass, a corgi snow globe. I saw it. I even saw a snow globe with pink flamingos for the Florida crowd. The most interesting was the zombie Christmas globe, the Christmas of the undead. But I never saw a snow globe of John the Baptist, not even one. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't surprise me because I have difficulty hearing John's sermon as good news. But the Greek word for that good news is even more adamant. It's euangelizo, euangelizo, euangelizo. There you go, which means glad tidings. Glad tidings tidings. The fire and brimstone prophet calling everyone malicious snakes of the coming judgment be good or be chopped down and thrown into the fire, we get this image of these snakes slithering away from a blast of brimstone. These don't sound like Christmas greetings. I hear angel and euangelizo, but I don't see any angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. I don't hear any good news of great joy to all the people and peace on earth or have yourself a merry little Christmas. I don't think that John would do very well standing outside Macy's preaching this sermon. In fact, I'm pretty sure that everybody would go to a different entrance to get inside, to Santa Claus. But what if the parking lot were full at the entrance where John was? Maybe there would be so many you could barely see John the Baptist. And people were pouring out of Macy's and parents were holding their children up just to get a glimpse of John or get sprayed with the fire hose just to get a little of that baptism. Can you imagine it? Glad tidings. Now, John starts his sermon about the catastrophe that is to come. Now, I know because I went to seminary that John is talking about a cosmic transformation when God will make all things right and just. But when I hear about the coming catastrophe, I think, which one? Is it wildfires, monster storms, mass shootings, nuclear war, terrorist attacks, or world financial collapse? Did you not catch all that? Wildfires, monster storms, mass shootings, nuclear war, terrorist attacks, or world financial collapse. And that's just the short list. But what if John is telling it like it is? 
What if John is saying a world where people refuse to share their coats or their food just won't survive? Or societies founded on greed and violence do not end well? So what are we to do? What chance do we have? against the wildfires, monster storms, mass shootings, nuclear war, terrorist attacks, and world financial collapse. It's surprising. Share. If you have two coats and someone doesn't have even one, give that person one of your coats. Share your food. Whatever you have more than you need of, share. One of the fruits of repentance is generosity. Now, the tax collectors really were some of the vipers of that day, for they were known for collecting more than they were to collect, and keeping the extra for themselves. So they asked, what do we do? And John says, just be fair. Don't cheat people. Don't take more than you're supposed to. Be honest. Honesty is another good fruit of repentance. And the soldiers of the Roman Empire, it was their job to keep people afraid. Don't bully anybody. Don't be thugs. Maybe even John went as far as saying, be kind. Not nice. We Christians all know about being nice. And nice seems to be a way of saying, let people bully you. But be kind is more like give somebody a break. Show compassion. Just be kind. Another good fruit of repentance. What is so interesting, I think, for us in Washington, D.C., is John didn't say, change the economic policy. <laughs> now, maybe that needs to happen, but he didn't say that. He just said, share. And he didn't say to the tax collectors, you are part of a system of extortion that shouldn't even exist, which is true. But he simply said, where you are in this system that isn't right or isn't good, just be honest. And he didn't say to the Roman soldiers, quit, as if they could. He simply said, don't bully people. You can do what you need to do without terrorizing the populace. 
wherever you are and whatever you are doing, share what you have, be honest, don't bully, practice kindness. It could be more simply said, just look out for one another. In this, you are ushering in the kingdom of God. And I want to say, really, John? Really? We are facing wildfires, monsters, storms, mass shootings, nuclear war, terrorist attacks, world financial collapse. And you tell us, share, be honest, don't bully, be kind? We're talking about salvation. Sixteen years ago, Al made a few toy cars from old blocks of wood. He saw some kids who didn't have any toys, and he wanted them to have at least one. This year, he made his millionth little car. Most of the volunteers are retired folks. One guy says it's the highlight of his week to come and help sand down the wood. They take the cars to a prison where the inmates paint them. And they tell us, this is the first time I've done something for somebody else. Thank you. He said many of them are fathers. So they know what the toys they're painting can do to boost the spirits of a child. A car built from a block of scrap wood is one simple thing. And yet the impact is amazing all over the world. Kids will drop to the floor and start driving them on concrete, tile, dirt. The response of pure joy is always the same. We are connected all over the globe. We have to look out for each other. God comes in the harsh voice of John the Baptist. John understood the need for transformation. He understood the truth. He understood how to prepare for the coming of God. But John gets Jesus wrong. See, John is still working out of fear. John says that the Messiah will come with an axe and a pitchfork, that God's coming will be violent, and fire will separate the good from the bad. And John is issuing this warning. God is coming and God is not happy with you. Shape up or you will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. But Jesus did not come with an axe. We have no pictures of Jesus with a pitchfork or of Jesus wielding balls of fire like the witch of the West in the Wizard of Oz standing on the rooftop throwing her fire. Jesus came and he told stories. He taught people how to share. He exposed hypocrisy and injustice. 
With the Holy Spirit, he healed people and forgave them. John gave a warning to flee from the wrath to come, whereas Jesus gives an invitation to snakes and saints and zombies and reindeer and pink flamingos saying, come, come, and be warmed by the fire of God's love. John's words are glad tidings more than John even knew. Acts of sharing and truth-telling and being kind are part of the transformation of the world, and we get to be a part of it, all of us. No matter how young or how old, we can do these things wherever we are. So yes, glad tidings. And if you have trouble believing in John's euangelizo, Look at the baby lying in the manger. God's sharing of our humanity. Honest about pain and suffering and love and joy and the power of kindness and the love to heal all our brokenness. These are glad tidings of great joy Thanks be to God for John. Let's go line up at Macy's to see him. Amen. <laughs>